everyone. Welcome to Getting to Know Strangers. I'm Carl Moran from DataOperator.com. On this podcast, I secretly record my conversations with strangers, usually at bars, or I record my dates with new women with their consent, all to show you how to get to know strangers, make friends, and spark connections with those cuties in non-sleazy ways. To put it simply, this is the antithesis of pickup artistry. I will be analyzing and commentating on how both I and my strangers interact so you, the listener, can recognize conversational pitfalls and establish conversational pathways. With that said, I hope you enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to the second first date of Getting to Know Strangers. I met a wonderful woman named Dee Dee on the dating apps. We planned a picnic date at Capitol Park here in Sacramento. The plans got switched up last second um, because of weather conditions. Uh, the morning was really windy, so we decided to switch it to a winery because they still allowed food uh, prepared outside, uh, but the wind died down, so we switched it back to Capitol Park. I'm now implementing phone calls before my dates to get to know them a little bit better to help raise the potential of planning a more interesting date. So while we didn't really find anything that was of mutual interest that still fell within the parameters of it being a quiet space and without music, because if you listen to my first date, I run into music issues and have to cut out chunks of conversation. Um, we decided on a picnic date here. So I think a picnic date is still a great idea. You show that you can plan out well and you can show off your cooking skills. So there's quite a few benefits to doing a, a picnic date. And I also like to set expectations during that phone call as well. So I let them know that I'm a non-monogamous person. I currently have partners. While I want the date to be as natural as possible, um, flirting and physicality that's on the table, I still want my dates to know that my capacity outside of the first date is limited because I am focused on this project and my other partners. Dee Dee relays to me that she is a monogamous person, has no interest in dating non-monogamous people, so we go into the date knowing that romantic potential is uh, nil, so that's fine. It kind of turns into a business date, but we do dive into a lot of deep topics here, and disclaimer, we talk about rape and her sexual assault, and I know that can be triggering to some, and... It's not explicit, but that's just relative to what I think explicit is. Uh, men, this is a super important topic to be able to navigate. If we have dates that are talking about their their sexual assaults, their traumas like this, we need to be able to give them the space to do so without seeming ignorant or dismissive. And you'll see how I do it, so please take note. It is not the only thing that we talk about, so don't think that we're just going to be talking about dark things the whole time. Uh, but that is a very important part of this date. Uh, so without further ado, I hope you enjoy it and get a lot out of this. Hello, hello. It's not winery attire. Yes, it is. This isn't winery attire to you? No, not at all. <laughs> Hi. This, I, is, this is Katie. I, yeah, I need to find... Trash can. I'm sure there's one around the corner. I forgot to mention that Dee Dee brings her dog Katie on the date, which is this cute little small handheld dog that's pretty reserved. And the way that we should be interacting with dogs is first read its energy in those first few encounters. If it's friendly, if it's eager to come up and play with us, that's the best case scenario. 
we just give it lots of love and attention, everyone's happy. Now, if it's avoidant or aggressive, the more reserved type, then we have to take things slow. And not just slow with the dog, but slow with the date. And the reason behind that is women often take a lot of stock in how their dogs interact with their dates. I don't think that's great to put a whole lot of stock into that because dogs don't typically understand the social cues and dogs have a lot of trauma and behavioral issues and there's a lot to go along with how they interact with strangers especially strangers that are touching their their masters so uh, the way that we avoid this right is to not initiate physical contact around the dog we can let our dates initiate physical contact with us that is a lot less um, offensive for the dog right they're seeing that their master is the one initiating it but if we're the ones getting close if we're the ones kissing on their master then they might feel that they need to nip at us or bark at us and then we get hit with the the bad date label from the dog and that does sometimes transfer over so uh, just take things slow that's the best way to go about it Hello. Hey. So this is the first time you're heading over here? No, I'm uh, right there at Luna's every Thursday. Is that where, wait, where are we, where are you, where is your poetry reading happening? Today? It's yeah. there, but I'm not doing it because the guy pissed me off. Oh, you're not, down. it's not happening. No, I was opening for him and he kind of did. And I was like, fuck you, I'm not going to open for you. Okay. I'm doing it without you paying me? No. If our dates express something in the past or something that's ongoing that is an emotional high for them, so like her being pissed off, um, if someone was really excited about something, if someone was really sad or disgusted about something that, that happened in the past, it's good to ask about it so we can figure out the emotional parameters of this person, so we can figure out what are the things that get them happy, sad, mad, disgusted, and so on. Be a dick. Right, but what happened? What happened? What was the dick move? No, so he's um, he's uh, narcissistic and very misogynistic. Okay. Uh, Wait, you knew this beforehand and agreed, or you just found out? No, no, no. I knew this beforehand. Okay. But it mostly wasn't directed towards me. Also, his work is amazing. Okay. So I was like, I respect you as a poet, as a person. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> like I'm not ever gonna talk to you. Right. Out, like I'm not gonna hang out with you. I'm not gonna do any of that. But whatever. Uh -huh. And he kept talking over me, and he told me that I was gonna open like from eight to eight fifteen. I'm like, sure, whatever, I'll do that. And then last night, last night, Thursday night, he tells me, oh, my friend wants to do eight to eight fifteen, so you can just go after him. No, I didn't really want to do it in the first place, but I agreed, and now you're giving my spot away. And now, yeah, okay. Why? Because you wanted booked. it, but you promised me. Right. Like, keep your fucking word. Absolutely. And he's like, no, but listen, but listen, but listen. And I was like, cool, cool, I'm out. Great. Yeah. I mean, it sucks that he's this person and did this to you, but I'm glad that you uh, have your boundaries. Is what is. Okay. So what are you doing tonight now? Uh, cleaning my room and getting ready. I'm hosting a brunch tomorrow. Okay. Which my roommate was upset. I agreed to do it in the first place. She was like, how oh, we got to clean? And I was like, I oh, know. But now, now I'm not doing it. So clean, got to run to Costco. How'd you meet your housemate? College. We had a class together. She's my best friend. 
and um, you want to hit this trash can and then we can cross yeah you okay. see one yeah oh. hope so uh, no worries <laughs> hope my eyes uh, aren't up. i mean there's one in the park yeah. i've walked longer no shit in my hand oh that one no half a block away okay care. all right we don't have to do it you keep carrying around okay i see another one in the park and I saw her, and she looked like the biggest bitch I've ever seen in my life. And I said, I don't know who you are, but you're my friend. Turns out she's one of the nicest, uh -huh. like, passive people in the world. And if you ask her, she'll be like, oh, she didn't give me a choice. How we became friends. Oh, okay. I didn't give her a choice. Right. You, you just said, you and I were hanging out. Mm -hmm. And then... And now, we're, and now we're living together. And then the next year, she was trying to figure out like where off campus she wanted to live because she was a transfer. And she lived on campus her first year. She's like, I don't want to live in the dorms again. And I was like, cool, you're living with me. What? Yep. We lived together for two years. And went on our separate ways and now we're back together. All right. Well, see, hey, because you're not doing the poetry thing anymore, how can I hear it? Well, I have a feature. Um, I'm the main person next Thursday. Okay. From eight to ten. All right. Same spot. Yeah, because I got people. I got people coming up, coming out tonight for to, you. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Are you joking? <laughs> no, but now it's all just all you know. Tell them it's fine. <laughs> We're not gonna go there and support some guy that was just deemed a narcissist and misogynist. That's not gonna happen. No. <laughs> no like, how fine. many people are you having? No, it's just one other person. Oh. Okay. Okay, <laughs> To fill in the blanks here, Dee Dee had a poetry reading that night at a venue nearby, and she invited me out during our pre-date phone call. She said, yeah, bring your partners, bring your friends, it'll be a good time, and I did. Uh, we obviously didn't go that night because Dee Dee was treated poorly and she canceled, rightfully so, but we did end up going a different night, um, and it was amazing. Dee Dee did an excellent job, and... This is a great date night idea. Maybe not a first date because you want to be able to speak openly. You can't be in a, a place where you're not allowed to speak. Poetry readings, movie theater, those are bad first date ideas. So third date, fourth date, fifth date, you're already in a relationship. This is a great date idea because you get to see people talk about real life issues. These are people in your community. so. They're probably not too far from, you know, where you live. It's going to be impactful. Uh, there's going to be at least one person that's going to resonate with you. So at the end of the, the poetry reading, you get to talk about what resonated with you. Your partner gets to talk about what resonated with them. And then you get to discuss. And it'll bring you a lot closer together because now you know what they've dealt with, what they're dealing with, and vice versa. And it's... The artists, the poets that created this safe space, this catalyst for a discussion like this. Wait, can we walk through the rose garden first? How do you feel about the rose garden? Have you been through there? Yes. You have been through there? I have. Oh, well, then you don't have to see it again. <laughs> you want to walk through the rose garden? I just want to smell the, you know, smell the roses. Okay. Are you <laughs> gonna start? Have you started? Started. Where is it? Oh, it's right here. It's 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 recording right now. Yeah. Okay. It's happening. 
Right when I clicked it on, a woman came up and just told me how beautiful I was. I was like, oh, I'm keeping that. She wanted to come up, <laughs> and then you come up. That's not that's not winery attire. Nah, what the <laughs> fuck are you wearing? I, I can wear... see your toes. No, that's fine. People wear, people wear like Burks. I don't know. Mm -hmm. They can, they can okay. show them toes. Uh -huh. and, and I, I love the choices. I love the confidence. Yeah, and it's all coat aesthetic. Right. Can't argue. I put in more effort for this than I did for my other date, like three days ago. Oh, I'm happy to hear that. Oh, we're gonna take the long route. Okay. Uh huh. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I see. Yeah. That mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about it too, and I was like, I don't see the acorns right. or like little pine things, but I'm not trying to ruin it. Yeah, I can. There's definitely some divots in here. Um. All right. I totally forgot what we were just talking about. Uh, my date. Your date, right? Okay, I haven't done this in a while. I haven't like made food mm. for a picnic. On a, definitely for uh, I've done it for a first date, but it's been a long time. But I like made a new dish before. I've never done spring rolls. Yeah, I've yeah. I just I was like, what's uh what the surprisingly a lot of things have pineapple in it. So I was uh -huh. like, all right, well let's make sure none of that ends up in here. Cause it's such it's such a summer food. And it's so refreshing. Yeah. Dee Dee's allergic to pineapple. And I ask this question, are you allergic to anything? Do you have any dietary restrictions, any aversions to food? Um, so I can better plan a date, right? I luckily don't have any food allergies, so I can, you know, deal with anything. I do have a couple food aversions, though. Um, but this helps me plan the date. And most first dates involve food. So picnic got to know what people can and can't eat. I don't want to show up and then have them reject the food item. That would be uh, a little sad. So um, in the phone call, she says that she had like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for lunch. And I was like, wow, I've n I haven't had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in years. And she's like, well, I'll bring one on the picnic. And I was like, oh, great idea. Um, and then that sparked me to think of some more nut-based dishes. And I thought it was a great idea. Dee Dee doesn't want to give anyone the satisfaction of pleasing her uh and it, it's an interesting character trait for someone that's interested in dating um she puts it she doesn't want to feed anyone's ego i don't necessarily know if that's the case for everyone but uh that is what we're dealing with here it sounds like you had it before. no i made myself allergic so i, I it was my favorite possible fruit you, and i had a costco size like party you overdosed bowl. on it and your I body's did. like I no did. more i did huh it was slow uh -huh. gradualization but now i can't now i can't can i pet katie you can try Don't, should i let her sniff first she's not gonna bite you she's just gonna judge you <laughs> with those eyes you know what katie i'm just gonna no nah, you don't want to I'll respect Katie's boundaries. A great photo, photo op place. You want a photo? She gives me Well, it's you not going to be near these. You look too cute. Right, right. Because look it's the same color. I don't like it. You don't like when we're the same color? No, the, the flower in your shirt. Too close. Too close. The contrast needs to be better, and we're gonna do a light I love color. monochromatic. 
No, because you're going to fade out. And you're not going to pop, and the flower isn't going to pop. Okay. So. All right. We can do a class of red. Um, these aren't bright enough. Like, they're too dull. Mm -hmm. In and of itself, we could do yellow. I like the yellow. It's you close enough. It, yeah, if we want to stick with it. I personally wouldn't. But you said you like the monochrome. So we're going we're gonna to figure we're it working, out. We're working. We're working. Okay. Yeah. I feel the yellow needs to be bigger. Maybe over there. You see another yellow? Yeah, it's higher. Okay. Shoulder and that bird. What's happening? Just like fuck around with these flowers real quick. Frolic? No, fuck around with. I don't care what you do. Just do shit. I just gotta look candid? Don't act like don't act like I'm taking pictures. Oh. That's right, that's not candid, you're right. You're right. You fucking look! I didn't mean to look. I didn't mean to look. Was it like right on time? Yeah, it was too. You want some bumble photos? Maybe. Maybe. I don't I don't like the L shape of your body. You so, don't like the L shape of my body. Yeah, because like I like how you just you bent at the waist and didn't use your knees. Wait, you did like this? No, I didn't. So you needed to use your knees. I need to I need to I need to crouch. You need to use your knees, because that way. So like, uh -huh. sideways, stand right there. Look at my side profile. We got here, uh -huh. or we got here. Right. No, for you, I like the L. Boy, if you don't get it, it's it's uh, it looks good on you. Everything looks good on you. Can't. Right. This is my first attempt flirting with Dee Dee uh, in a somewhat sexualized manner. So I'm saying she's attractive, without directly saying she's attractive. Uh, she tells me that she doesn't want me in an L shape for my photo, and I tell her I like her in an L shape, and she gets the innuendo, which is she looks good bent over, I like her curves, uh, and she kind of gives me this eye roll smile response, and it goes over okay. Uh, but this is what good flirting is. It is essentially finding subtle, different, unique ways to say that I think you're attractive, I think you're beautiful, without blatantly saying, I think you're attractive, I think you're beautiful, right? That's the drunk guy at the bar, just, oh, you're so pretty, like, that's that's terrible flirting. You want to be able to do it in unique ways, which can be through conversation, what's happening in the conversation, for example, what's happening here, it could be with body language, uh, but just saying, I think you're pretty, it's not the best flirtation method. Like waiting for a bee to get in my nose. <laughs> I look like I'm sneaking in the bushes. You do. All right. Well, that's fine. Where do you want me? Oh, we're taking me. Yeah, of course. Look, <laughs> I want to help you on your dating journey help. as much as I can. I got, I got this down. You know. Look, what what color would you? I'm gonna let you take over. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop being a control freak. I'm gonna let you. Oh, okay. So we're choosing for each other. I like uh -huh. that. Go ahead. And I'm not going to say, I'm also not going to look at you so you can't see my facial expressions because those give it away. I'm gathering quickly that Dee Dee is someone who likes to challenge those around her, probably at a higher frequency or to a higher extent than most people do. But this is good. She's saying that she's going to give up control here during this impromptu photo shoot. She's going to let me figure out what's going to happen here. 
let me direct things. And she's going to judge me for it. So this is a test. <laughs> and this is fine. It's not super important. The stakes aren't high. But I, I imagine she's just looking for confidence. Uh, and she has already expressed what kind of color schemes that she likes a little bit. So as long as I'm not doing something monochromatic, I'll probably be fine. Um, or if I just have a way to justify what she's wearing with the backdrop, it'll probably be great. But uh, essentially, she's being selective. This is awesome, right? I don't think enough people do this while dating, but she's throwing out challenges. She's seeing if people arise to the challenge, and then she'll can, she'll go from there. She'll figure out if she wants to continue seeing someone, continue hanging out with them, and where to place them on her in her life. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna pick two, and I'll let you pick. No. Between. No. Okay, great. So I'm gonna pick that one over there. Okay. The one like right behind the pillar. Yeah. So like. Yep. Pinkish, orangish. Okay. That's the one. Okay, okay. You can even be on the bench, maybe. Okay. With the dog. You and Katie. We can do both. Do you want your dog in the photo? What a great smile. Can't pick flowers. You can. I don't think there's any rules against there, it. <laughs> please do not pick flowers. Picking Damn. flowers is not permitted. Look, if you did it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't have mattered if we didn't read it. Oh, we're illiterate? Are we blind? It was always like, oh I didn't see the sign, I'm sorry. You know? No. Oh and the glasses too, that look it looks great. I think we got it. Oh let me let me show you. Oh, they're live. I don't have an iPhone. I forget they do that. It's fine. We can always screenshot no, someone No, it's totally fine, but I, I, I wasn't expecting it to move. Oh, look at me. And then there's the... <laughs> Katie just dipped. She did. <laughs> she went and found... Uh... She okay, found some shade. She was like, this is hot as a motherfucker. Alright. So how did, uh, how did that date go? Uh, it was fine. He was really boring. I had to keep the conversation going. Nice. His uh, profile mentioned nothing about uh, being in the military. Uh huh. He's in the Air Force. Okay. And I did that, done that. Especially World War III coming. I'm not trying. Unless you marry me right now and you got to go die at war and give me those benefits, don't talk to me. <laughs> I mean, that might have been his goal. It wasn't. Oh, okay. He said he wants... Because they get paid more. They do. They do get paid, but he said he already did it. He's been divorced, and he wants to, he wants to take it slow. Oh, and slow is not in the next four months. How do you feel about that patch of shade? We can kind of be in the middle. I feel like it's probably less windy. I'm following you, sir. Great, let's go down. In just a few moments here, I'm going to be interrupted quite a few times in rapid succession. I guess is the best way to put it. And it's interesting because I don't usually get interrupted as a man by, by a woman. If I do get interrupted, it's usually by other men. So for a woman to interrupt me, that's, uh, that's a more rare occurrence, right? It's a, double, it's a double standard in society. It's not great, but it's cool that we could see it here because now I get to tell you what it feels like to be interrupted. Um, so what I'm feeling is what I'm saying to her is not interesting. And... Or, I am not interesting to her. Now, this isn't 
bad. It's not doesn't reflect badly on myself necessarily. It can. But I do think I'm an interesting person. But maybe just not to DD. And I have a couple options here. I can I can think of better conversation topics or questions that engage with her on a higher level. Uh, if I didn't think I was an interesting person, then I need to go out, improve my lifestyle, get better friends and hobbies. That way I have something more interesting to talk about. That's not the case here because I'm actually just talking about her. I'm asking her questions about her life and herself, but that's where I'm getting interrupted at. So uh, that tells me it's not me, it's more them. Uh, the other option here is to just continue droning on, uh, keep getting interrupted. If I were to establish a relationship in this situation, that would that would be a bad prediction for the future. It's just one person not interested in the other. Definitely a bad power dynamic. The other option is to just see it for what it is. Say like, all right, this person's being kind of rude. They aren't interested in me, and I'm just going to call it quits here, right? I'm going to end the date. This is an option that, that women do quite a lot because they get interrupted pretty frequently, and they might not end the date right then and there. They might wait to the end or after the date or just ghost them because they don't know how men are going to react to their own self-sabotaging actions such as interrupting people. So uh, we never know if they're going to explode or whatever. So however women in the date, that's fine. But this brings me up on being the interrupter, right? If you're someone who's interrupting, it's not a great character trait for dating. It's, it's rude, right? Um, it's saying, I'm not interested in what you're saying. What I have to say is, is more important. Um, there are instances where interrupting people is appropriate, right? But it's more just for clarification and stories, trying to get more details. It's being a more active listener. Uh, and that's pretty much the only time it's appropriate. Now, if there are times where we do get distracted, we do have something that kind of explodes out of us that might be off topic, and there's ways to mitigate it. You just have to bring the conversation back to what they were saying, and that requires active listening. And I'll point out moments where this would have been um, appreciated. Uh, and it's funny because later in the date, she actually tells me that one of her favorite things about me, my personality, was that I didn't interrupt her, right? I wish it worked both ways. That's not the case. But it does show that she really appreciates someone that doesn't interrupt her. Uh, and I think that that's universal, right? So. Don't be someone that's interrupting people. Be an active listener. You're going to be way better off. So, military. Um, I'm going to be on your left side because Katie's trying to be on your left side. And she will close on you. So I'm interrupted here because she has a strong preference on where to sit because of how her dog is trained. And for the most part, I wouldn't even give that a second thought. That's that's a reasonable interruption to make, right? But she does it again here twice, which is why I'm noting it. Um, and if you are going to interrupt, right, this is a fine reason to interrupt, just come back to what the person's saying by asking something like what were you talking about 
and that way it's easy for the conversation to get back on track. That way the person who was interrupted doesn't feel awkward just repeating themselves um, or trying to bring up something uh, again and again. Um, I think I dropped that question. I just go on to the next one because it didn't seem like it was worth asking a second time. Excuse me, ma'am. Ma'am. Your hat is super cute. <laughs> Here are they? I was over there, yeah. Hey, don't eat the oranges, they're nasty. I wouldn't. Alright, so that's the last two times that I get interrupted in this segment. And what's happening is a woman walks by, she has a cute hat, and Dee Dee feels the need to yell that out at her and make that woman feel good, which is cool, right? I'm noting that Dee Dee likes hats and or she just likes to make random strangers feel good about themselves. And I think that's a cool personality trait. But to not come back to our conversation and either try to get the conversation back on track or apologize, it, it just doesn't feel good, right? I feel like what I'm saying isn't important. Uh, I feel a little belittled. And uh, this is often how women feel when they're interrupted on dates. So we need to be aware of this. Uh, if we do interrupt, we need to apologize and get the conversation back on track. How, how long have you and Katie been together? Uh, I got her, it'll be six years in November. Ooh, squirrel. Was it, uh, do you have a rescue dog story? Uh, it's a rescue. Uh, <laughs> It is a rescue. It is a rescue. See, there it is. She was rescued. No, I think that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted like half shade, okay. half light. I'll figure it out as you go. Everything flipped. What's that? Is that hummus? Nope, that is a peanut hoisin sauce for these uh, spring rolls. Something wrong with hummus? No. These all flipped. I couldn't oh. tell if it was guac because I brought guac. Well, shoot, exciting. Oh, and then I stole some, uh, not stole, but I took some uh, napkins from that restaurant while I was waiting. Wow. Smart. Yeah, I'm gonna make the block. Uh, so these are dates uh, with nut butter and a dark chocolate, uh, raspberry dark chocolate that's been shredded on top. So, yeah, lots of nuts. Is this a classic peanut butter and jelly sandwich? It is. Well, no. It's strawberry jelly. The strawberry jelly. Wait, wait. What's classic? I thought it was great. That sounds right. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so. What else? Um, I did not add any fanciness to it. There's no bananas. Right. I used to do that. Sit down. So she's talking to her dog, Katie, not me. But this does bring up how she interacts with her animals and this is a another double standard that's that's being shown here right women can definitely get away with being more aggressive towards their animals but it still doesn't look good right if i were to talk to my animals the way she talks to katie it would definitely be perceived as a guy who's overly aggressive or abusive and i don't want that right 
I'm not saying Dee Dee's abusive, and we'll get into more context as to why she interacts with her dog the way she does, and it's really important, uh, and we'll talk about it when it comes up again, but for men, we can't be interacting with animals in this way, right? We can be kind, we can be playful, we can be assertive, which is close to aggressive, but we have to clearly be on the other side of that line. Can't take that dog. So who's brunch with tomorrow? Uh, volleyball people. Um, oh, so you play volleyball outside. That's what you say. You call it quits early? Motherfucking bitch. Yeah. Uh, it's that land park. And some of my old neighbors. Remember? A couple old coworkers. So there's a little awkward silence here. It's not a bad thing. This is going to happen on first encounters with people. It's totally normal. But what to do from keeping it from going to an extremely long awkward silence is to just keep things uh, readily available in your mind that, that you know interests this person. So I've already asked about her dog, what her weekend plans were. Um, I don't typically ask about jobs because that's not really a topic people want to converse about. It's not super interesting for a lot of people. And if it is, they're going to be forthcoming with that information. Um, I know one of her favorite hobbies, hobbies is poetry, so that's what I'm going to ask about. Um, coming up on your poetry, what is it normally about? Uh, rape. And just processing my rape and uh, ex traumas. I've uh, had a couple exes use physical force to try and control my sassiness. Mm. Fun stuff like that. Rape is a very delicate subject and we have to approach it when it's expressed to us in a present acknowledging way. And what we don't wanna do is be silent, be dismissive, try to change subjects because then it's just saying that we don't want to or can't face the harsh realities that women often have to go through and all women fear. And Dee Dee is being extremely open about this right she says she even reads it in her poetry in the in public and that tells me that this is a pivotal part of her life this is an experience that has changed the way that she navigates the world so we need to understand that about her if we want to navigate the world with her so we don't want to be dismissive we don't want to be silent but we also don't want to be too eager to jump into the subject because then it can often come off as insensitive so we really just need to be present we need to listen and if you're not someone who's been exposed to this sort of trauma or other people's trauma the best thing I can say is go find art forms like poetry there are movies out there and delve into that 
that art that that lets you empathize with the artist who's gone through these traumatic experiences that way you can respond more effectively and with empathy instead of being completely taken aback when the subject is uh, is thrown at you who is your audience whoever the fuck is listening mm-hmm. um most people that enjoy poetry that truly seek it out aren't mentally well so um it's rare that my stuff specific though yeah i'll see the beat specifically uh mentions whatever um but so it's broad enough and vague enough that you can fill in your own blanks. So you don't like to answer those questions, like what does this part of the po- like poem mean? You want them to fill in their, their own um, blanks? You're really not supposed to. Uh, you're not supposed to what? Preface it and be like, this is what this is about. Okay. Then you it, want them to interpret it and, and have it relate to them as yeah, best they can. That's right. how connection is made. Right, okay. I mean, that's, yeah, that's art. <laughs> Sweet. Wow. Um, would you consider it like? I feel like a lot of artists will say it's like their form of therapy. I thought that was a bug. That is. No, they're sprouts. No, um, that looks like. That was cucumber. cucumber. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, and you can dip it in this if you I've want. I've never had a spring roll. This is not a normal one. I don't think they typically just have uh, steak in there. So I'm. This is very shallow. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's uh. Wasn't what I was going for. <laughs> that's peanut butter real. Yeah, that's what I said. It's a lot. There's nut. It's, this whole thing is nut and spice. I'm sure, but like. I wasn't ready for it. Mm-hmm. All right, how was the first bite? First impression. You had a lot of peanut butter on it. It was a lot of peanut butter. It does need a dip. Try it. But I do see the avocado that's already in here. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of nuts going on here. I'm not the biggest peanut buttery person. Mm. Outside of like that. Classic How's your relationship with your mom? Do you have a mom? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll get to that as soon as I swallow this. I didn't laugh, you did. It's the phallic nature. Correct. The relationship with my mom. Right now? It's uh, it's a little distant. We do live far away from each other. We don't have a whole lot in common, but it's a lot better than where it, where it, it was mm, maybe three years ago. We just had a lot of stuff to process through, and 
I think I had a lot of anger for my mom because um, she was in an abusive relationship for so long and I felt like I was blaming her for... Were you hurt um, directly or indirectly because of said relationship? No, I was not directly hurt. I, don't, I, I want to say the only thing that really was hurt was my, my relationship with my mom because she kept... It, to me, it felt like she kept choosing this person who was abusive over having just like a stable relationship with me. Mm -hmm. But, you know, after I learn more about it, it's like those people who are abusive and manipulative, they force their way back into people's lives. It's not really, I mean, I, I could put some blame on my mom, but at the end of the day, it's like, it should be directed at, you know, that shitty guy. Yeah, and we've talked about it at have length. Have you forgiven yourself? Forgiven myself? Interesting question. I've so never... that anger directed towards your mom? Oh, interesting. I've never thought about that question. Um, forgiven myself. I don't think... I don't know. I guess I haven't. I haven't really had, like, that moment where... I feel like I've forgiven my mom, and I feel like that's where I was at. I, I didn't really think about the next step. And if the next step was forgiving myself. Because that's also not fair. If there's still guilt um, that you blamed your mom for not knowing what you didn't know. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, nor it's typical to be mad at the person who you want the relationship with. You mm -hmm. didn't want a relationship with the dude. So... Of course, your initial anger isn't going to be towards him. Right. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, but to fully move on or to trust yourself again, mm -hmm. if she ever gets in another relationship that you feel is hurtful to you, to her, is to trust yourself. Don't, don't. Hmm, it's interesting. You know, it's definitely how I navigate a lot of my relationships with, like, my friends. I saw, well, there's one. I'm not giving you a compliment, but it was good. Oh, thank you. What the? What? You can give me a compliment. Yeah, I won't yeah. be, I won't hold it against you. Nope. The. <laughs> you're just complimenting the food. Correct. Right. It's not, it's nothing to do with you. Okay. But you said navigating your relationship with your friends. This is a good example of a welcomed interruption. So she interrupts to indirectly compliment me about the food and then refers back to what I was just talking about. She says, you were saying something about your relationship with your friends. That's great. Now I can transition back into the conversation, the thought that I was just expressing. Right, so if I see them in relationships or where their boundaries are getting pushed I frequently will distance myself from them or kind of get angry at them for not holding their own boundaries mm -hmm. and that's something that's like interesting to grapple with because I'm like I know that not being there is kind of is, is worse like objectively it's worse to just not be there because then they're just secluded with this person who's pushing their boundaries but then it's also just hard for me to like be present with someone who's Letting the boundaries get pushed. Because it's hard to it's hard to look at, you know, I, and I can't control it, mm -hmm. you know. That's the whole thing. Do you think it's protecting you or punishing them? 
why you do it? It could be both. Um, it's probably to protect myself because I just otherwise I'll just like drive myself nuts. Like I don't know, I'll get more upset. I don't want to be angry. That's the whole thing. I don't want to be angry anymore. I was so angry with the, my mom who was just like the definitely don't want to get lost in. And anger, just not, yeah, so that's what it is. It's very all-encompassing, anger. But anger is such a broad secondary emotion that to dive into it and to understand where the anger is stemming from is harder than to just be angry. Because your anger isn't towards you. Your anger is other people. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> figuring out why you're angry, that's looking inside yourself and you're like, what the fuck? No. I'm not hurt. I'm angry at this bitch for hurting me. What the hell? So, yeah. Or hurt my, hurt my friends, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Is, uh, is your, does your poetry have a lot of anger in it? That makes sense. That seems right. A lot of anger, but a lot of... Um, I was talking to a friend the other night, and we both have been assaulted. And he... As far as he's told me, it's only been one time. Um, but he's asking me how I navigate relationships knowing what's on the other side of of the what if because the statistic I am a statistic right right um, and how that fear doesn't hold me back and I was like because I don't have any more anger or hatred towards any of them I I released their hold on me um it sounds amazing. And it's not... It's now my... Because of these experiences, I'm way more empathetic and I'm way more observant. I have gotten out of a multitude of situations that could have gone sideways if I didn't know what to look for. But now I do. Strong, stronger, more resilient, better equipped. Yeah, skills never really wanted. Yeah, but, I, yeah, I understand that for but, sure. But uh, I have, so. Yeah. And I don't want them dead. He wants him dead, which I mean, fair, fair. I've been there, but um, that's the difference. And it takes away, it takes away your sense of of self and worth. That now you're only worth something if someone loves you because in society if you've been hurt like that you're tainted so who's gonna want you so it's it's a it's a fight back of like well someone wants me even though x y and z that's it's a constant and you also self-victimize or you gaslight yourself you're like oh it wasn't that bad mm. oh people had it worse oh i could walk after oh i didn't have to go to the hospital no broken ribs so like 
it's a very complex crime. It's an interesting notion to be able to gaslight oneself. I would say it's more of a societal gaslighting of its individuals. It's this rhetoric that's said by authority figures, political figures, that's been internalized mainly by the victims, right, who are usually women, in such cases like rape and assault. And it, it's saying that if you didn't fight back, if you weren't hurt, if you weren't yelling, then it, it wasn't rape. And it's never really directed at the person who's actually doing the crime. And I could see how it, it would be internalized and you could gaslight yourself. I'm going to talk about gaslighting in just a moment here. And I'm taking on the more textbook definition of manipulating others. So keep that in mind when I, when I talk about it. I, uh, I wrote an article on why, why do we gaslight? <laughs> and it's more for, because I feel like so many people, you know, myself included, why I would not consider myself to be a psychopath or a sociopath, uh-huh. have done some of those gaslighting or kind of more... Manipulative. manipulative tactics and relationships and it's like why did I do that why are we doing that how do we stop doing that and that's what I because I, I look you know I was looking at like is there has, has anyone else written about this and it's like people write how do you see how you can recognize gaslighting but like very rarely it's like what the article say about why we're, we're afraid of facing being wrong Gaslighting. We, it could also be control-based, which I feel like was more the sociopath thing, but I feel like it's more just like admitting our failures, like we're trying to not admit our failures. Most we're trying to re- recreate the narrative. From feelings of inadequacy. Yeah. Um, so if I feel this way, I'm going to get power back whether it's conscious or subconscious, um, by making you feel either how I feel currently or worse. That's what gaslighting is. Alright. I just want to know if you knew. I did. Now it's all gone. (laughs) (laughs) Right now I'm trying to make people better at online dating. That's what I'm writing about. Why? Why? People are so terrible. They're like... They just, they don't even read, they don't read bios, they don't, they're not looking at any, they're just like, this person's cute, swipe right. Why do you think you're good enough, qualified, to show other people? Hmm. Uh, because I think about these things. <laughs> and I study them, and I've done it for a long time. Where's the proof? Where's the proof? Is that a bee? That's not a bee. Is it a bee? No, I think it's a fly. Uh, I just, you know, it, it's just like, how do you become an expert in anything? I just put a lot of time into it. Research, myself, just contemplating. But it, it, men are just constantly just being opportunistic. They're very rarely trying to be selective. So they just set themselves up for failure by swiping on the 
or you know engaging and going on dates with people that just thought they were cute but really there's nothing else in common there's no mutual interests you guys one wants children one person doesn't want children I actually said <laughs> actually kind of I crashed a first date at this bar and it was they met on Bumble I asked them why did they match like oh I just thought they were cute I'm like did you read their bio and like neither I'm like no they don't read their bio and then I asked them what they think that, what they thought their red their own red flags were and it turned into quite some big red flags. I'm like, oh, that's great. And they were like very supportive of one another. But it really turned out like, you know, he wanted kids. She couldn't, she didn't want to have kids. She also can't have kids. Uh, she, her red flag was that she probably is like, she's impulsive, but hasn't been able to like admit that to herself or her uh, partners and she wants to like have variety in her life so like open relationships and this guy's totally against open relationships and, like, I feel like I saved you guys months of agony <laughs> figuring this shit out uh, yeah so people need to be more selective why did you feel the need to crash their date oh I was just asking them questions I just came and said hello they ended up being you know kind of join y'all started okay. chatting with them it was part of the it was part of this whole thing but they didn't want to. They didn't want to keep keep the recording. So I was like, "All right, I'll get rid of it." That's a red flag to me. Why? If it was, if it wasn't for your job, and it was just morbid curiosity, what kind of business do you have up in their business like that? Um, but it's for your job. So that's different. I think about it like, what, does the does the end justify the means? I don't think I did anything wrong. You didn't. You didn't. But it would just been for me. How and I've I, had too many people think that they're entitled to my person, sure. figuratively, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. To just even just even a conversation I'd be like no I don't I don't even want to test the waters to see if you have personal fucking accountability and restraint to not go past verbal whatever's that's literally everything that was I was thinking while you're telling me that the verbal whatever's what do you mean verbal I'm, I'm... verbal uh inquisitiveness the questions you didn't you didn't like the questions I was asking you wouldn't like the questions I was asking if I was just if I just came up out of nowhere. Correct. You don't have to answer them. No, 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 no. Fair, fair. <laughs> but I was just being transparent in how that story made me feel. I see. Yeah. They were happy to answer them, oh, and they also asked me first. They were like, "Well, let tell me about you," and then I told them about me. I was like, "Great." No, and I'll it's. Do it first. I wasn't in the situation. I have no idea what was going on. I don't know the reactions. This is just a outside opinion where you didn't ask for it, so I gave it. <laughs> what do you think are your per that's a really good question what do you think are your personal red flags I keep asking you questions as soon as you take a bite that's true um, stop eating I get we're at a picnic but like no ass well you can go first since I'm chewing be available you can tell me you can all. you can tell you can tell me your red flag while okay while I chew um, on this severe hyper independence I I really like asking this question, what do you think your own red flags are? I got this question from a, a sex workers podcast and I thought this was a great idea and I asked it on 
a first date uh, almost a year ago and it went well. It was a very thought-provoking question. It gives you a window into what people are struggling with or what they think is their biggest hurdle into making deep connections with other people. And while you might actually get some toxic traits, you're often just going to get the character traits that limit their their pool of compatible people. So for instance, Dee Dee says that her red flag is hyper-independence, right? This isn't a toxic trait. No one's getting hurt by her hyper-independence. It is just severely limiting her pool of dateable people out there, right? Because she already has to find someone that she thinks is attractive, similar hobbies, uh, similar moral, political views, and then has to fit in with her hyper-independence, right? This isn't a toxic trait. It is just a limiting character trait. Now, this just means for her that she has to either address this character trait or she's just going to have to keep searching in this wide world for a very small amount of people that would fit and in, fit into her puzzle piece. Uh, if people are naming off toxic traits, take them seriously. Uh, if anyone says that they don't listen, uh, that they lie, if they think they're a know-it-all, if they get walked over or don't stand up for themselves, that's another one that I feel like people aren't flagging but is a red flag because it often, those people often carry a lot of resentment. They let resentment build up. They can be quite spiteful, and that's, uh, that's a red flag. Uh, so we're going to talk about this a little bit more, but we're more just talking about character traits that limit our dating pool, not actual toxic traits. Hey, vulnerability. Um, and I am an oversharer so that you feel like you know me, but like there's like three or four topics that I just tell the world about whatever. Mm hmm but anything below that, I don't need you. I don't ever need you. Fuck you. Why do you think I need you? No. But you want them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want, I want. You want them to need you? No. Great. That I, seems fair. No. I want them to. Maybe because I dated guys that really, really want to be needed and no, and then get upset that they're not my source of happiness mm-hmm. and that I have a life outside of them, an interest outside of them. Um, and I'm not possessive. I'm not a possessive. I think you told me you were you were too jealous to do polyamory. Yes and no. So like, so I ref, I refuse to sit in jealousy. Great. So I know that if you want to explore other partners, that you need to act in a way. These are the behaviors I allow for you to stay with me. I'm the only person, and if you want to explore other people, I'm not going to say, no, you can't. 
you just are choosing to not be in a relationship with me anymore. Great. So that's what I mean by not possessive. But I couldn't say I was okay with it because that that's where to me the jealousy comes from. But yes, I understand how what I said completely counteracted what I said earlier. Not possessive. Not needing anyone. But you do have some relationship expectations that need to be met if that's going to happen. Oh, fun. Alright, that makes sense. It's fair. Super independent. Super independent. It's funny, I feel like when people say certain things like that, I'm like, it doesn't sound like a red... I mean, to some people it might sound like a red flag. I think it's relative. It's just to who you're who you're saying it to. Some people are like I'm great. I want you to be independent. Fair. I don't. But I don't. To, to to let you in to get to know me. Mm-hmm. It's I t- think it's tougher. Yeah. And that may be <laughs> that, that may not be independence. Story. That may be my uh, phobia of vulnerability. Phobia of vulnerability. Yeah. Right. Now avoiding vulnerability that can be more of a toxic trait really depends on how it manifests itself. I'm not exactly sure how it manifests itself in Dee Dee's life, but if it's pushing people away, that's going to be difficult because ultimately a relationship is overcoming those fears that let us be intimate with other people. So this is a thing that men struggle with again pretty frequently is, is fear of being vulnerable and we often expect the the woman to become vulnerable first and open up to us, make us feel safe so we can become vulnerable to them, which isn't great. It, it's another double standard. And what we could do is address it, overcome the fear, and be the ones who who step out first and show our vulnerabilities. And I can see this being a a big struggle for Dee Dee because she's stuck on the other side of that gender role where women are expected to be the more emotional, vulnerable ones. So this is definitely going to be a difficult uphill battle for her. Okay, you're red flags. All right, let's see. Before you take another bite. Right. I was just about to nibble on that. All right. Um, where to tell people. What do you tell people or what is the actual answer? I mean, it's the same answer. It's not change. It doesn't change. Oh, okay. And I've asked this question. I just, you know, like I said, I just asked this question to this couple and they asked me back. Um, I'm... I'll give you you a different answer. Okay. Is that what you gave them, you mean? No, it was the same. I'm just going to refine it a bit. Okay. Uh, I definitely... I want to say the way people should treat other people, I'm like convinced I'm right all the time. That is a red flag. That how people should treat other people? Yeah, you're convinced that you're right. Then I'm convinced that I'm right. I feel like there's a there's a certain level of ethics and uh, that people should uphold. When this is what you are answering as what your red flag is. Yeah. I think I'm right. Uh, sometimes, okay, here's the thing. Uh, the ba- there's like a balance between righteousness and self-righteousness. Okay. So it's like I'm doing things for a good cause, but I don't know where my own 
Valor stems from? My own, yeah, like I don't know where the, where it starts to benefit myself and like where it actually is, like starts to be wrong. Why did your last relationship end? My last relationship ended, my last relationship that ended, let's see. It ended because there was a person not meeting the expectations that they were setting and me holding them accountable. So they were setting expectations for themselves right. and not meeting it yeah. and you were helping by being accountable? Were you asked to help accountability wise? I was their partner, so it was just like, hey, it's just like, you know, we had a conversation when we first talked about being on time. Okay, interjection here before I dive into why my last serious relationship ended. I wouldn't recommend asking someone why their last relationship ended on a first date, right? First dates are supposed to be about having fun, finding the commonalities and making a connection. And if we ask about breakups if we focused on those negative past events it has a high likelihood of just souring the mood souring the date when we should be having fun so i have no control over this right now i'm getting asked the question and again this is more of a mock date it doesn't really matter if we get into the nitty-gritty but we might be asked this on a first date or just later while dating so you have to be ready to answer these questions uh, especially if you're dating for long-term meaningful connections. Now, if it was casual and you haven't had time to resolve your your breakups, your, your past relationships, that's usually fine. I feel like people put that on their dating profiles, like just got out of a, a breakup, looking for something fun. Uh, then great, it's already been stated. Uh, you still don't, you don't even have to answer that question. Like, yeah, I'd rather not talk about it. Uh, but if you're dating for long-term, and something meaningful you have to have already have processed that previous relationship and gotten the takeaway because your your date is expecting you to be ready to move on to a long-term relationship so if it still sounds like you're hung up on your ex or that you're hiding something then it's that's a red flag and they're not going to want to date and this person was just habitually late. And sometimes it was just like massively so, like just dropped the ball completely. And it's like, you can't. And then, and then kind of blame me for like having high expectations. But I'm like, no, you're the one who said you're gonna be somewhere at a certain time. You're the one setting the expectations and not meeting them. Uh, and this person kind of got afraid of having a conversation with me at some point because I was just like, no, I'm like, <laughs> I'm right about this, you know, you can't say you're going to be somewhere and not be there and expect me to just be cool with it. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, it got to a point where they were, they had to cancel or they had, they were going to be late again and uh, it got to a point where they didn't even want to talk on the phone because they knew I was just going to be upset. Yeah, and it ended that way. My last relationship, I have nothing to say. I have no, no comment. Um, <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, my last relationship ended. So he, we knew each other for a month. We dated for a week. And he was one that was constantly like, 
oh look at this model on Instagram, she's so hot, Brianna's bae, this is wifey, whatever. None of this bothered me. It's just, it's just show precedent. Um, we were watching something on Netflix and cuddling, and one of the actors, comedians, I was like, oh, I fuck him. That was it. That's all I said. Completely gone. And, uh... Gone? What do you mean? Like, like he... so he... So, emotionally, he was gone at that moment. He kind of rolled off of me, but I wasn't paying attention, right? I was watching this funny-ass... It was, um... The... Whatever. I'll... Trevor Noah. Who is it? No, it's Bert. No. Uh, Tom Segura, he has bare... He, he, he's the one that you... No, 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 no. no. Shut up. <laughs> he's no, not he's the cute not. one. <laughs> Tom Segura has the podcast... Uh... Man, bear cave, two bears in a cave. Sure, 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 sure. And it's the other guy. What's his name? Oh, it's his co-host? Yeah, his co-host. He has a thing on Netflix. It's funny as fuck. It's like seven episodes. Don't they look similar? They do. And they're in a cabin. Okay. He rented out a cabin and he just like had random ass comedians come up and they did dumb ass shit all the time. Okay. It was, uh, it's really good. You should watch it. But... Um, that's the cute one? Or no, just one of the guests? One of the guests. Okay, that's what I was, I was like. One I'm of, like, all right, I'm going to teach own. One of the guests, and I said, but so he rolled off of me. I wasn't really paying attention, whatever. And then it was getting late, and the episode ended, and uh, I turned off the TV. He's like, I'm going to go take a shower. But I could tell he was mad. Like, I went to, like, as we were watching, I went to grab his hand, and he, like, pulled his hand away, and I, like, went to cuddle him, and, like, pushed me off of him, and I was like, mm. so I paused it, and I was like, what's wrong? He's like, nothing. Nothing. I didn't even talk about it. You don't want to talk about, about it either. And I was like, okay. So he's like, I'm going to go take a shower. So he takes a shower. I wait. Because I think he's going to take a shower to, to calm down. Right. To come back to talk to me. He walks back into his room, obviously surprised that I'm still here. And I'm sitting on the edge of the bed like, what's going on? Right. Talk to me. What happened? I can't believe you don't even know what happened. I can't read your mind. Right. What the fuck is going on? Um, And... He doesn't say anything else. He basically is like, I want to go to bed. Okay. And I go to give him a hug and a kiss, and he's like, don't fucking touch me. Wow. Okay, so I get home, whatever. Come to find out, he calls or texts me the next, calls me the next day and basically cusses me out, says, how dare I uh, think about fucking some other guy while I'm cuddling him, that how, like, I'm thinking about cheating on him, and he's right there to, I literally said a comment, didn't think about it again. I'm like, oh yeah, I'd fuck him. Whatever, that was it. Boom, done. And I thought that we had that type of relationship. Because... It's one-sided, I guess. Yeah, so that ended. So Dee Dee encounters a double standard in her relationship, and it rears its ugly head because she's with someone else who has an aversion to vulnerability, but like I said earlier, it can be an actual red flag. It can be an actual toxic trait, depending on how it manifests itself. So for her ex in this instance, he cusses at her. He cuts off conversation. He, le- he storms out of the room. He's unwilling to even recognize that he's having insecurities. He's just angry. So... The standard was already set. Like, he can talk about attractive celebrities that he likes. She might have went a step further by being explicit in saying that she'd want to have sex with one of them, right? But that, again, 
spark that should be a spark for a dialogue if it made you feel insecure then bring it up like hey i didn't like that you said that and then she could again have a conversation about well i thought it was okay to do that because you were doing this but he just resorts to to cursing at her and and leaving so that's uh a relationship with him's never gonna work uh and if they both have an aversion to vulnerability, they obviously will never connect. And he's called me horrible names. And uh, then, like three days later, he calls me, and I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "I just wanted to check in on you. You look because we work together at Amazon." Um, he's like, "I wanted to check in on you. You don't. You seem like down." I was like, "I'm fine." What do you, is that what you called? You called it, you didn't call to apologize? Why would I apologize? I'm not wrong. Okay, cool, bye. And now he's stalking me. Oh. <sighs> so he didn't, uh, he didn't want to talk about his feelings. No. Especially jealousy, but then he blows up when he does. Mm-hmm. That's too bad. That's how that ended. And now he's stalking. He's cyber stalking me. Mm, okay. Every month or so, he'll make like a new profile on Facebook and reach out call me from a new number all that fun stuff and then what? what's his plan? what do you think his plan is? his plan according to him is he just wants me to give him another chance because he understands what he did wrong and he wants to uh... even if this guy realizes what his mistakes are and takes meaningful steps to address his insecurities and how he's going to address his insecurities in the future he's failing to realize that it's too late now for him to reestablish a relationship with Didi because she's already said no and she's blocked him the trust is no longer there but because he fails to realize that he he's just compounding his mistakes it was not being able to address your insecurities it was cussing at her and now it's not listening to her no and not respecting the the boundaries of being blocked on social media so by continually reaching out and not accepting no keep pressing for a yes it's trying to build a, another standard that is a shitty foundation for a relationship so yes this tactic does work where you bug someone enough and they finally say yes but because that the trust is no longer there nothing fruitful is going to be made of this dd is going to talk about this some more but again because there is no trust there's no path forward he misses our conversation now, this is in October of 21, 20, this is in October of 20, 20, 20, I moved up here, I was still living with them, this is in October of 2020, holy mother shit, okay, then in January of 21, he calls again, and he reach, or he reaches out on Instagram, and I'm like, cool, like, whatever, we can have dinner. We have dinner, talk, it's okay, 
And he's like, I want to get back together. And I said, I don't trust you. If we're going to do this, it has to be at my pace. And, like, you have to prove that you're not going to be a jackass again. Uh, and then he kept being like, come over, come over. I miss you. I want to wake up next to you. I said, I don't, I don't come over to friends' houses. I don't sleep next to friends. What, uh, what was, how was he going to prove to you? What's the, I don't know. You want him to make up that plan? Yeah. And, all right. Once you've lost trust to this extent, and I got more context, I think, at her poetry reading that they weren't dating for that long, but he didn't have a lot of credit to begin with, and then, you know, lost a lot of credit, trust, with this act of exploding at her, not being open with his feelings, not apologizing, so... There is no path forward. She doesn't have a path forward for him. She can't think of a plan or doesn't want to think of a plan for him to rebuild trust. And she's limited the contact that they have. So it's a no-win situation. He could possibly take things extremely slow, invite Dee Dee out to group activities and and maybe reestablish a connection that way, but that's still a big if, and it's it's going to take a lot of time, probably more time than they actually have spent dating. So is there a path forward? Maybe, but honestly, it, it sounds like just taking what you've learned and applying it to your next relationship is going to be more beneficial for both of them. And um, he was like, I was like, you don't get girlfriend shit on a friend paycheck. Like, what is this? And then he gaslights me into, for something. And I was like, nope, I'm done. And then from there, he was like, I know what I did wrong. I miss you. I want to. No, he never apologized for how, what he said. He just admitted that he overreacted. Mm-hmm. Not that he said anything wrong, but that he overreacted. I was like, cool, that's not an apology. I'm out. I mean, yeah. I mean, not even to try to discuss the, the boundaries around that or to say why it made him uncomfortable so you can also bring up that he Oh, doesn't. I did. I did. I was like, it doesn't bother me because you're never going to get with Rihanna, bro. The fuck? Gigi Hadid? Go ahead. Try. Right. Like, he's like, but like, what if we were having sex and you were thinking about them? And if we're having sex and you're thinking about Rihanna, bitch, so am I. Go ahead. Like, I'm not mad at You're literally inside me, not her. As long as you don't call me her name. Right. Unless you guys are having roleplay night. Right, exactly. <laughs> Go ahead. Needs to be agreed upon. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. You're the rock tonight. I'm Rihanna. Let's go. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> but, um, Let's go, Dwayne. <laughs> so, it's, it's, it's such a huge insecurity of bullshit. Yeah. It's not like it's a coworker. It's not like it's someone that knows my name that it's reasonable. I feel the same with strippers. Like, if you do not allow your partner, if you feel like, no, no, if you feel like going to a strip club is cheating, I don't understand it. Say that one more time. If you feel like 
your partner going to a strip club mm-hmm. is them cheating on you. I don't understand it. You're saying you approve of that? If you want to go to a strip club? Right. Yeah. Right. I don't care. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> um, first off, uh, the stripper does not want your crusty, dusty man. With those moves, you think she could... She doesn't. She can't do better than a fucking receding hairline and a beer belly. Yeah, they want money. Like, no. She, what if, she, what if they're blowing? What What if they're blowing money though? Like they're spending more money on strippers than they are on dates with you. How's that now? Then that's showing me, if it's if money management isn't something that you can do, and you're choosing to not be able to pay rent. Not, that's an addiction. That's an addiction. But I'm saying just there's there's more, there's a lot of resources going towards strippers, even though they could uh, afford rent and all the other things. If you that's, rather that's be hobby. at a, if you rather be at a strip club <laughs> than hang out with me, then that's showing me you don't want to be in a relationship with me. But just the act of going to a strip club. Mm-hmm. There's a child. Oh, they don't know. Yeah, and they yeah. can't hear. Anger downwind. I can barely hear what she's saying. You can't do it. I don't even know what it is. She's I, too young to know. Is she? But she can ask her parents. They have a strip club. Okay, the club. Okay, the club. If you want to go to, if you want to go <laughs> to a show, if you want to go to a show, and see. Burlesque is cool. And see <laughs> peaches and cherries. Go ahead. Like that, you're gonna you can see it for free online. Sure can. So is the difference that it's 3D in their face? Is that what the problem is? They can't touch them. The dancers don't want them. Uh, the dancers have men, most of them are gay. Like because it, seeing just the disgustingness that is typically the male population turns dancers gay. <laughs> like <laughs> No one wants him. No, thank you. Did you try one? No. We didn't even try it. I didn't even try it. Wow, you break my heart. Sucks to suck, bro. Mm-mm. I did this for you. It looks like poop. I know it looks funny. <laughs> it, it looks good. I, you know, I took a photo of it before I came out here. Because then it got all tumbled up. It it's looks, good. It looks like poop. Wait, just just it looks just like nibble on one. You don't have to eat the whole thing. Oh, is that two? Yeah, it was two. It's so peanut butter. Not even peanuts in there. Well, what the fuck is it? It's nut butter. Well, right. <laughs> I don't taste any raspberry. I don't taste any dark chocolate. Yeah, we got rubbed off on there. That's the poop part. Mm. Well, you know, for me personally, go look at boobs, go look at butt, because all you're going to be is horny, and then you're going to come home and fuck me, so have fun. Uh, yeah, I've only been to a strip club once, and that was for a bachelor party. It's weird. It's a weird place for me. It's like, I want to support them, but I'm also like, I didn't want to be here. <laughs> it is. It is a very aggressive environment as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Up there. Up there. Yeah. 
Yeah, we paid to watch. Uh, I didn't pay. Some of the other guys in the bachelor party paid to like watch the the gr the, the groom to get like his ass beat by strippers. It was like really weird on stage. <laughs> I was like, man, I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna audition, and then I'm I so tired all the time. And so no. But I got everything ready. Got the shoes, got the outfit. Mm. Do you have a pole? Have you tried? Oh, okay. I have a pole. You don't need to know pole tricks. It does help. But you can learn that on the job. So. Yeah. I wish I had a... A friend close by with a pole. I'd practice on that. I love dancing. Take pole classes, pole fitness. Yeah, uh, it's just, it's on the lower list of my things that I want to learn, but if it was, like, super convenient, I'd go do it. Mm. Yeah, I feel like male burlesque would be a dope thing to get into. There's not a whole lot of people that do it, so I'd have to, like, learn it myself. No, there's plenty of classes. Here, they got burlesque, they got burlesque that's very high femme. I've been to those, but I, it's, I'm not, I'm trying to do the magic mic, not the... Yeah, not, the, not, the, not the nipple t tassel. You know what I'm talking about? I, correct. But they have magic mic. <laughs> they don't have them here. Okay. Well, send me the link. Okay. Send me the link. I'm not going to deny it. Send me the link. I know they got some, like, in San Francisco. Yeah. I know, I know some of those guys. Any other questions? That question made me chuckle a bit. Do you have any more questions for me? You don't really hear that outside of interviews or interview type situations. So it, it reiterates that this is more of a mock date. There isn't really much chance to connect uh, in any meaningful way outside of this. She was happy to help do this date, show men how to conduct themselves, uh, and I'm, I'm happy for it. But I recommend don't make a, a date sound too much like an interview uh, or an interrogation. Keep it keep it fun, keep it light. Any other questions? When you go shopping, do you like to go by yourself or with friends? I fucking hate doing anything by myself. Really? Look at this super independent this super independent <laughs> person like I don't wanna be I don't wanna be alone. <laughs> I have severe, 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 severe uh, social anxiety, which is where this little comes in. She's a PTSD service dog. Uh-huh. That listens when she wants. Wow, she looked, she looked dejected there. She did. I'm always yelling at her. I'm always yelling, so like it doesn't even face her anymore. She doesn't, she doesn't even look up if I start yelling. Like her ear doesn't twitch or anything. She just, she like opens her eye kinda and then goes back to sleep. Hearing that her dog is a PTSD service animal does give me some context to help me grapple with how she's been interacting with her dog. Now, I wouldn't say Dee Dee doesn't care about her dog. She really does. It's the most important thing of her life. That's what she states right in her dating profile. It's one of the first things in there. And she clearly cares about it. She knows exactly where it's at at all times. She coddles it. She carries it. But still seeing that, still, see, still seeing the context, 
I have a hard time putting myself in that situation, seeing men in that situation and me being okay with it. I just can't imagine seeing a man yell at their dog, even though it doesn't seem overly aggressive, it still has an unwarranted amount of aggression in my opinion. So it's going to create some aversion to, to people who interact with their dogs in this way. Um, but, but shopping, I, whatever grocery shop, it, oh, it was really hard. I couldn't, I would get to the door and not be able to like turn the handle before like breaking down. Was this, okay, was this, went, like, at what point did it be like, oh, I can't go in there anymore? Like, was this after, was this, like, after one of your assaults? Or was this yeah. just something you've dealt with for years? So, years? Uh, it became extreme after my assault, but I've always had anxiety. But my assault was junior year of high school, so I wasn't really doing was much. Young alone before then like I had just started driving so I, I mean there wasn't much freedom I have a twin brother so we go everywhere like if we were going somewhere it was always together um, so I didn't realize it but if like if we were at the grocery store my mom would send me like oh go get the go get whatever cereal you two want and my brother wasn't there and I had to do it by myself I didn't I didn't go I was like no it's fine I'll wait Looking back, I realized fucking anxiety. But it's a lot better now. I really don't like shopping. Uh, it's very boring. Um, and all kinds of shopping, even if you're like new outfit, shoes, none of that. I do not shop. I if I'm going shopping, it's for like I'm looking for something. Okay. I'm not one to just like browse and flip through the whatevers. I'll go with you if that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me... Bookstores, no. nothing. Nothing gets you going? Book, okay, there we go. Bookstores. You'll peruse for a little while? I'll peruse. <laughs> I'll peruse a bookstore. So I've had 17 concussions, so I stopped reading for a minute. What? That's, a, that's, an, that's an awful number. It's my lucky number. That's so high. That's so many. What's going on up there? Not a lot. <laughs> a lot of mush. A lot of mush, my friend. Oh, some no, damage. Um, yeah, so I got 10 in 8, 10? 10 in like 3 years? From? Volleyball. Okay. Lisa's. Yeah. So it was. From volleyball. Yeah. What the fuck is going on in I that played sport? D1. Right. Them bitches hit the ball hard. You got concussions from the ball? Yeah. Alright, which one's your favorite dress here? People watching is an excellent first date activity. We get to see what our dates focus on. Is it positive? Is it negative? Can we bond over it? So do I, do I like the same thing that she likes? Do I dislike the same thing that she's pointing out? And what's happening here is the prom photo shoot, we're guessing. There's a lot of young couples. They're wearing dance attire. The dresses are really extravagant. So that's what I actually point out. I say, what's your favorite? So I'm trying to lead with like a positive question. And what happens here is Didi gives me 
what she doesn't like and what she does like. So I don't really necessarily know what she would relate to more, positive or negative observations, but I usually lead with positive observations. I might use a negative observation. I might make fun of someone, but it has to actually be funny, right? And it can't be obnoxious. We don't want them to like overhear and get upset. But if you're going to be negative, you need to be funny. You can't just be negative and be a downer. You got to have some humor to it. So you can be positive, you can be negative and funny. Those are really the only two options to, to make yourself stand out. That oh, one. that one. That one? That okay. one. She's on point. And he's holding, he's the, holding the dress. That's nice. <laughs> you are tasked. You have one and job today, sir. He's paying attention, too. Making sure yeah. she's not tripping on nothing. Lovebug ain't got no worries. She's trying to find her friends. He got her covered. Nice. Um. Going shopping. Best friend. Uh, can I answer your question? Oh, I just said, yeah, I think we got down to the, you don't like to shop unless it's a bookstore, and then you'll peruse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun, kind of. I, I've only been a, a bookstore a handful of times, but, like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a nice experience. Oh, that's why I don't read. I stopped reading because it hurt my head. Right. And I physically couldn't. Like, doctors were like, you need to rest your brain, you can't read. Okay. So what do you, they uh, were so, so what, uh, We'll get your your fix now for I don't know passing time. Oh well, movies. I can read now. It's just I couldn't read in high ago. school. I got my first concussion when I was fourteen, and then I had to stop playing volleyball junior year. Wait, where did you where did you play volleyball in college? I didn't. You just said D one. Yeah, you can be D one before college. D division one. What are we talking? What is D one for you? D one. So the level was D one. But for club. Oh, so you would play against other D1. So all of my teammates schools. went to UCLA, USC, Penn State, um, Texas, Kentucky, Ohio. Mm. Like, yeah. I know somebody on every like those years. I could tell you who I knew. And they actually call it D1? Or you're calling it D1? I'm calling it D1 to give you an idea yeah, of how, but how it's JOs. Okay. It's called JOs. All right. Junior Olympics. I see what you're I was getting skeptical here because I was a D1 athlete in college, so what she was saying wasn't adding up to me, and it felt a little dishonest. So I didn't flat out come and say, I think you're lying to me, but I did challenge it a bit. I questioned it uh, so I can get some clarification because if you're ever feeling like someone's lying to you, especially if you know what they're saying is incorrect, it might be a misunderstanding or they might be lying to you. How they react to the questioning is is really what's important. So she does clarify. She says that she's not, she wasn't on a D1 athletic school team, but rather that she competed against those athletes. And again, this is in the context of how she got her concussion. So really, it's just emphasized that she got hit hard by some of the better athletes, and it was more for convenience that she said D1, not the not the not the ego boost. Yeah, I was confused. It's just easier to say that. And then I stopped playing for like 10 years. I didn't touch a ball for like 10 years. 
I'm gonna start playing again in January. Would a bookstore date be, be cool? Would you would you be up for a bookstore date? Like, hey, you and I, want to go to a bookstore. We're gonna browse around for an hour and then pick our favorite books and read to each other. No. No. You <laughs> I lost you. <laughs> I've never done that before, but I was like, I don't know, maybe that's where. No, I'm, that? I'm not gonna listen to you read. Hmm. But you, what? But what if I was also, you know, a poet out here? Just because you can perform poetry doesn't mean you know how to read off a page. Right. I. All right. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna listen to the dog. I have to, I have to prove to you. Ran over the tree. Right. No. If you aren't a fluid reader, don't talk. Yeah, it's tricky. It is tricky. Yeah, one of my favorite memories is trying to, is watching one of my my friends try to read Cat in the Hat to kids, and he was getting tripped up on all those fucking words. Cat in the Hat, Cat in the Hat is bullshit. <laughs> it's very hard. Oh man, one of my favorite memories. Yeah, I would love to have that storytelling ability. You just like to be a good. Is that what you're saying? I just, yeah, I want to be perfect at everything. You know. I think about that sometimes. <laughs> Anytime I'm beginning at anything, I'm like, fuck, man, I just wish I was perfect. hate the beginner phase. Wouldn't know. <laughs> I don't try perfect. anything now. Oh, I see. <laughs> as much as I complain about it here, the only way to self-improvement is to step outside our comfort zone and try new things, and that means being a beginner. So as much as I wish that we could skip the uncomfortable part of not knowing, being awkward, that's the only way to growth. To learn a new language, to learn a new dance style, to improve your interpersonal skills, to get to know strangers, it's gonna be awkward, we're gonna stumble, we're gonna trip up, but the more we do it, the better we get, and at some point, we'll just stop being a beginner, and we have improved ourselves. Volleyball. Volleyball. Volleyball and poetry. Those are great. Volleyball, poetry, and dancing. Maybe, yeah, maybe some pole soon. That, that'll be new. No, like ballroom dancing. Are you done? I only have, ha only have half. Are you going to keep it? I'm going to keep this in here. It's... Why? I'll eat it. Still, you, you want this? I'm genuinely full though. Great. It was good. Again, I didn't say that. <laughs> Stay, I'll be back. Stay. What's up, Katie? I wish I could give I don't know what your diet is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, can I can I just pet you? I don't have any food though. I'm sorry. You you only want me to buy food. I understand. Rate it. Go. Rate the date? Yeah, rate the date. Rate the date. Um, great conversation. I... How are we rating it? You want like a scale? Like a, you want a number? I, I just want... However you feel like... I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop telling you what you're doing. Let's see. On a... Okay. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. It was on top of something. Um, conversation was great. I think... Uh, 
you're someone I would I would definitely socialize with, just because you uh, you don't put filters on things. So that's cool. No! You allergic? No, I just don't like them. I get I get stung all the time. That's so funny. I still don't know to this day if I'm allergic to bees. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, are you allergic? And I'm just like, I, no, no, I've never been stung. I don't know. Like, I get, I, you know, I'll, I'll find bug bites and stuff. I'm like, I don't know what did that. Um. Ah! No, you don't have to do that. <laughs> never mind. I take it. You lost a, a point. <laughs> I get sensory overload quickly. Um. Oh, you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just wanted them to hear how dumb it was. It's a, it's a, or they're trying to make it look like one. No! You good? No, not it's on that side now. No, it's gone. I saw it. That's the same one from last time. Though. Oh. It's just trying to get some pollen. There's no pollen over here, bitch. Uh. I love that color. The orange. I'm mad as fuck at that man. Look at those bright ass. Those are, the, those are the flowers that you kind of took pictures with. What? The flowers that you took pictures with. You should about to take pictures in front of those same flowers. Because their dress matches monochromatic. I feel like you're someone that. Uh, I, I'm, this is an assumption because I don't know you well enough yet. Okay. But you're someone that would, uh, yeah, that would like to argue but not have it end on a bad note. But that's just, yep. you know. I, I feel like that people find that with me sometimes or like no I'm, I'm arguing with you I'm not mad at you but I am gonna but we are gonna argue because <laughs> you said some you said some dumb, you said some dumb you said some dumb ass shit Let's right right and so I'm, I'm I like that I like that I made some people very uncomfortable yesterday when they asked me what race I was another question I want to ask you. You mixed it, right? Yeah. Why was, why was that an invitation? Yeah. I was just about to tell you a story about why I made people uncomfortable. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> about why they asked me my race. Okay, what, what uh, I told them, I told them, I don't, I answered that question. They're like, what are you? What's your race? What's your nationality? American. I know. And that, that was the <laughs> other point. They asked me my nationality after that. They're like, what, you know, what are you? Are you mixed? And I'm like, oh, I'm. I don't answer that question. Mm -hmm. I'm just a, I'm just a human being. If you want to get to know me, you can. You can ask better questions. Mm -hmm. uh, they're like, I just, you know, I'm mixed. I'm just curious what your nationality is. I'm like, I'm American. They're like, yeah, but you know, yeah, we're. But they're like, but your culture. I'm like, uh, Southern California, rich, rich crest is where I grew up. You want to, you want to know what kind of food I ate? You know, like what, what do you Mexican. want to know? Like, yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. Ate a lot of Mexican food growing up. Um, they're like, I'm, they're like, no, your nationality. I'm like, what? What is your nationality? And she's like, well, I'm black and and, uh, and Hispanic. I'm like, what is on your passport? She's like, United States of America. That's your nationality. And, it, and she just really wouldn't drop. I, I was like, I just don't answer that question. She wouldn't drop it. And then it just got to this point where I'm like, what information are you actually getting from if you, if I were to say I was black? Like, what do you get? You're gonna make assumptions. Oh, she's like, you're assuming that I'm gonna make assumptions. I'm like, why do you want to know the information? It's like nothing. There's no reason. Just curiosity. I'm like, that's not an answer. That's just saying you yeah. want to know because you want to know. That's nothing. Because you know these facts. 
That's not, it doesn't give you any information. If I were to say I was black, you would then make assumptions. Like, what goes along with black? Oh, okay, I can relate to this person because they're black, but that's not, black. so, like, it's such a broad category. Mm-hmm. It's like, I know what I'm perceived as. Do you want to know what I'm perceived as? <laughs> but I'm just me. I got asked that a lot in college. Who are you? I said, I know where are you from? Southern California, where are your parents from? Southern California, where are your grandparents from? My mom's Oregon. side is from Louisiana, and my dad's side is from Alabama. Okay, but like, where are they from? And I said, I finally, was, I said, I don't know. They didn't keep records when they put us on a boat. That's exactly what I keep saying. I'm like, a lot of people don't, a lot of black people do I not know. know. I don't know. But like, if you, if you aren't aware of slavery. <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a whole ass conversation with a, a professor. I was learning sign language and to study um, generations, uh, family, and then country. We had to go back five generations and talk about a family tree of like who married who how many kids they had when were they born like all this stuff sign language person ever had a black person in there and so i was like i was like i have to make it up and she was like what do you mean i was like because if i go back five generations it's all america country-wise like it's all america like we, we didn't immigrate here like it's been a minute both sides and i was like well can i make it up and she was like no if you make it up because you can't use flashcards as a presentation it's going to be a lot harder to memorize and i said but then i can't complete your assignment and so i was like she was asking me like what are you uh where are you from i said america like what are you i said black she was like that's not and like that's not ethnicity what are you like where are you from and i was like i'm black i'm black (laughs) and so and so she was like i don't think i think there's a Ah, miscommunication Like, I'll talk to you after class. And after class, we can have our voices on. So I was like, there is no miscommunication. I understand what you were saying. I'm black. She was like, but where? Where are you from? And I was, I finally sent her this long-ass email saying that I don't know. And asking me to figure that out is asking me what nation my family was stolen from. And if you want me to find other countries, I can tell you who raped my ancestors and what fucking white is some shit is mixed in here, but I'm not going to do that. I don't claim that. Yeah. So you either are going to accept that black is an ethnicity, or you're going to accept that I'm going to make up this project. One of the two. And she wrote back, she was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't even realize that I took for granted that my family immigrated here from Belgium years ago, like two generations ago, blah, 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 because this is the melting pot and people immigrate. Great. I'm so used to it being that way. And I said, way to make it about you. (laughs) I was like, that's fine. But you need to tell everybody because there's multiple black people in this class that you told can't say black. You need to tell them that that is okay. And so the next class, she gave, she like said this apology and she whatever. And then I didn't go ever go back to class. <laughs> I never showed up again. And she like, she like emailed me on the student email and I didn't check it cause I never went, I never logged back on. And then she found my number, she called me. And I was like, hello? She was like, is this Dee Dee? I said, yeah, who's this? She was like, it's Professor What? I forgot her name. I just wanted to see like, are you okay? What happened? And I was like, oh no, I got too mad. I was really mad at you. So I decided just to not return. Because I knew my anger was towards the societal ignorance that exactly. allowed you yep. to be exactly. ignorant. Exactly. It wasn't at you personally. You were very understanding. You were very open to learning. And you immediately corrected and apologized. Right. So I knew my anger wasn't at you. But you were the face of it. So if I came back, I would have just cussed you out. 
or been a bitch, and that's not fair. And she was like, I don't believe you would have. I said, really, bitch? You don't? <laughs> and she was like, oh. I said, yeah, I do. I'm... <laughs> oh. I'm a lot. It's okay. But I know my boundaries. <laughs> don't cross them. But anyway. This is a great example of why Didi's an excellent poet. She's able to deliver these harsh realities so eloquently and make people feel empathy or bad about things. And I love it. I agree 100% with her. And this assignment that she had easily could have been changed, right? It's a language learning class. It's not a personal ancestry class. If you need to talk about grandparents, there's other ways to talk about that. If you want to talk about different locations of the world, easily a different assignment to do here. She does say that she had boundaries here and didn't want to go to class because she was going to, uh, she'd probably explode. And that's great. She was a lot of character. She easily and justifiably could have raised, uh, raised hell about this because it is a discriminatory assignment. And the teacher, it sounds like, even admits that, you know, she was ignorant about enslavement. So that's not a great excuse. And it's still funny that she asked me if I'm mixed in the beginning of this conversation. That is different than the what are you question or what's your nationality, especially coming from someone who's a person of color and also mixed. But that line of questioning typically leads into more, well, what are you mixed with? And then we're diving into stereotypes and stereotypes don't pertain to me. So I just don't answer that question so personally I don't answer that question because I'm not here to sate people's curiosity and I'm looking for someone who doesn't care for that information they they realize that it doesn't actually net them anything and at the very least there's someone who if they do ask the question respects my boundaries that I'm not going to answer it oh my legs are dead alright write the date on like what are we rating it on, on compensation or like hey you didn't look you can't parameters you also you didn't give parameters <laughs> but i was giving you the freedom to do it right same. you said you but you never you said it went down a point because i yelled and then, <laughs> and then, that's fair that's fair that's fine but then you didn't give me the point you didn't tell me what what my end score was oh okay well i wasn't gonna go necessarily on point so i think uh i think as a getting to know you I think we did, I think we, are getting to know each other. I think we did a good job. Okay. Uh, for a first date, absolutely. Yeah, I think you were, I think you did a great job. I think we did a great job. I feel like we also learned, I mean, we already knew the, that we weren't going to go forward into it with the, the phone call for um, romantic-wise, but I think that seems right. Seems right? <laughs> to, to, if we, like, if, if we didn't have uh, the expectations of not going forward romantic wise because of the polyamory thing uh-huh. I probably would still be like yeah no I just want to hang out <laughs> okay yeah like I, w- I want to I'll, I'll hang out I would invite you out to things but not like you know kisses and cuddles you know what I'm saying you get fair what I'm saying? but you're also if it was for kisses and cuddles we wouldn't even be here where would we be I, I wouldn't have given you the time of day oh. <laughs> you're not my type great <laughs> <laughs> I read your bio. Okay. And I was, was like, nice. cool, cool, cool. Wait, I'm going to your left side. 
I realize now after listening to this that asking someone what their type is is not a great question to ask your crush the, or the person that you're trying to date because it's just going to make you want to change things about yourself that don't stem from you and it also has the potential to make you feel insecure about things that you can't change about yourself. So I would not recommend asking this question and it also in a way reaffirms that you're not exactly like their type, right? You're never going to be exactly someone's type if they wrote everything down on paper. We're only going to check some of those boxes. So having them tell you exactly what they're interested in, which is usually just going to be physical features, isn't a great way to go about this. Now, she's going to tell me why I'm not her type, and it is based on a physical feature that I have no control over, and it does come off discriminatory. It's, it's kind of sad, and I wish I could have dove into it more with her and got her perspective on it, but there's only a couple more minutes left in the date, so we don't actually touch on it, but I would have loved to chat with her about it. It was wasn't the worst date I've ever been on. I'm getting the fucked up. Um, <laughs> top fi- fifteen. Top fifteen dates ever. Top fifteen. What were the high marks? You didn't interrupt me. Oh my god. Okay, I like this. This is good information. Uh, there was an openness to the deep questions. You made me chuckle once or twice. Good. Was it because I was calling you out on your stuff? Is that why? Uh, <laughs> it could have been. I don't remember specifically. It wasn't that impressionable. But. Dee Dee is really funny. She is negative and aggressive and sarcastic a lot of the time, but she has a lot of humor behind it. And that's the only way to get away with that, right? You can't be negative and aggressive if you don't make people laugh. And she does. And I'd be interested to see how she treats someone that she's actually romantically interested in. I hope she makes them feel special. I don't know if she would tease them more or tease them less. Personally, I tease the people more that I'm interested in. I like to point out hypocrisies, Or if they do note something that they're self-conscious on, I usually make a big deal about it, but I'm I'm usually saying how beautiful it is, but it's still with a teasing tone. It's a a delicate balance. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, I... I think she's really funny. I would be afraid, though, if she teased... if she teased you more, because she's really good at it. (laughs) But it is funny. You can't. This is. Oh yeah, we're on this corner. This is your. I will. I refuse to com- give you a compliment. Oh thing. fuck no! I, no, you're no, gonna no. balance. You're gonna balance everything. Everything that sounds good with a little bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't help egos. I inflate my own. Sure. And deflate others to make mine look bigger. Okay. An interesting strategy. Got me this far. How about the lows? Lows. I like this. I like this, actually. I didn't do this on the other day. The lows. The, it, it just bugs the fuck out of me. I don't know what about it, but that conversation you have with that couple at the bar. 
About asking about the red flags? Yeah, I think just like exposing them to each other like that. Oh, isn't it? And then being like, I saved them months. Like, bro, they could have just wanted to, to fucking be ignorant of each other. And now they're not going to fuck and get off because <laughs> you decided. Oh, I did feel guilty. I felt guilty about the whole thing. I was like, oh, no. Because you decided to see your big ass nose and shit. That's true. No, I definitely think, uh, uh, yeah, they could have. They could have just had like a one-off thing. I could have. That could have been a thing. It felt. I felt uncomfortable. I was like, "Ooh, they're really revealing some shit." Uh, it seems like it's gonna end this tonight. <laughs> but they were actually pretty cool when I left. Like they see, they were still like enjoying their date. So just that story, the story, right. the story about that. Okay. I'll justify myself one more time. I don't feel bad. I don't think I did anything wrong. I felt guilty and awkward in that moment because there was two people revealing a lot of stuff about themselves that obviously didn't align well. And I could see that that relationship was not going to be viable. And you won't be able to hear it because they didn't want me to keep the recording. But that's all I did was I went there and asked questions, questions that they would have found out sooner or later. And that's, again, why I said I help them save time because once the question of kids or polyamory comes up that's those are relationship enders right and i just asked them those questions uh mostly why did you swipe right on each other their answer was i thought they were cute they didn't actually read anyone's profile which again i do not advise you can swipe right on a pretty face, but don't engage in a conversation until you've read through their profile. It doesn't even make sense to how you would get a good conversation started if you don't know what they're into. But it was palatable because it's for my work? Excuse us. Yeah, I've, I've watched those videos of uh, how many times women will get bumped if they don't move out of the way. It's pretty, it's pretty insane. <laughs> a lot, a lot of times. It's like, yeah, it's like higher than 50% chance that they're going to get bumped. That was it? Only one low? Correct. Oh, that's nice. Uh, the whole time nothing got in my eye. Finish line, you just stumbled. What? You just stumbled at the finish line. I thought you said you lied. I was like, what? What? Why did I lie? What did I lie about? I'm going to walk you to your car. Is that cool? Yeah, I didn't mean to say I'm going to. I was going to ask. Would you like me to walk you to your car? I don't want to spend any more time with your face. You're on the wrong side. Because of the dog? Right, Katie, you, you determine everything here. No, she will clothesline you. And I understand, like, chivalry, like, closer to the... Oh, I don't street. care. No, no, no. I'll let you get splashed. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did wear the wrong type of dress for a wet t-shirt contest, though. This is gonna make me lose. So, what's your type now that now that we're heading out here? Um, what do you swipe right on? My type is usually the caucus Cajuns. 
The Caucasians. The Caucasians? Wow. Men with a case of the white. <laughs> okay, so diagnosed you... with that illness. <laughs> it is a disease. This is colorism, and it's often what people of color face, more usual, the darker skinned people of color. And it is white supremacy that's weeded itself into people's values of what is attractive and what is important. And Dee Dee doesn't explicitly say, well, she does actually. She says that she wouldn't give me the time of day. I'm not her type. Her type is the caucus of Cajuns. Now, I've heard this in black communities, and I'm sure it's in other communities of color, but I've heard black women, I'm sure black men have similar views, but black women have said that they won't date someone that's darker than them because they don't want a child that has darker skin because they believe it will be valued less, they will be seen as less attractive, they'll have less opportunities. So it's more of this survivalist mindset. And I'm not sure what Dee Dee's reasoning is. Attraction's really hard to nail down of why we're attracted to certain things. But it's so conflicting here because she's also saying that whiteness is a illness. And while I don't agree with that, I definitely think white supremacy is toxic. And maybe that's really what she's referring to. But it's she can see that, she understands that, but she still values whiteness as the most attractive feature. I asked her what her type is, and she says white people and this is sad because we talk about right after this that personality doesn't get you in the door i argue that personality is important attractiveness is what's needed to get you in the door but then personality is what's needed to keep you there and she agrees with that but she's saying that attractiveness is whiteness so the only people allowed through her door are white people and that's really sad. I tend to go for like bigger teddy bear kind of guys. Okay. Uh-huh. More to like, love? The more to love guys? Super tall. Like six five. Okay. Physical features down. What's the what's the under the surface? I have to cross anyway, we'll do this. Under the surface? What's so that was the surface level stuff. What's underneath that? So like what are you looking for? Well personality wise. Right. Personality's fine. And no, okay. I'm not I'm not I'm not not saying for me, thank you. I appreciate it. Well I, appreciate I but also that. like it's just easy, like personality you. In a white in a white Caucasian teddy bear body? Correct. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I mean I don't want to be that. Yeah, I kind of like the, I kind of like the, I like your personality uh, compliment better than the physical features compliment. Your personality doesn't get you anywhere. Huh? Personality uh, doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't get you in the door, that's right, but once you're in the door, then that's what matters, you know? That's right. <laughs> right, yeah. I really wanted to argue that, but like... <laughs> Dude, nothing! Lost your privileges. No more walks. Does Kitty ever bark? Yeah. She barks at anyone and everyone that comes in and out of my apartment, including me. 
and whenever my roommate's like in the bathroom too long and Katie forgot that she was there, she comes out of the bathroom, she'll bark at her. If my roommate leaves my room, grab something and then come back, she'll bark at her. She's just, she's always barking. So she seems super chill. She does. Actual kind. I just, I like, I like the idea of having a dog, but I feel like I'm more of a dog uncle, not a dog daddy. So you want a cat? Uh, I'm allergic to cat. I love cats. I'm allergic to cats though, so I won't have a cat. I'm a hairless allergic. cat would be funny. Uh. <laughs> The allergy for cats is in their saliva. Yeah, yeah I'm, okay. I'm allergic to the hair, saliva, urine, everything about that. I'm allergic to all of it too, yeah. but Adriana is bringing her cat soon-ish, whenever the fuck she decides to do that. So, I'll just constantly be inhaling clean. That's okay. This is me. It's a little blue pill of a sweet. car. That's sweet. Thank you so much for going on this date with me. You're welcome. I'm trying to see if I saw another. I would, uh. I don't. I hope we can keep in touch. I'll definitely send you this thing when I get it edited. Edited? I got this. Correct. E D E D. Um. And yeah. It's I T E D. Yeah. That's not how I say it where I come from. Okay. Yeah. And you come from Southern California. It's a desert town. Yeah. Where? Ridgecrest in Mojave. From Corona. From what? I'm from Corona, Riverside. I know Riverside's that. I'm from Riverside. Yeah. yeah. But you're like desert, desert. desert. I'm like coast desert. Yeah. Near the Death Valley, Valley of Death. Apple Valley? No, Death. Well, Apple Valley's near. Yeah. So it's probably like an hour and a half. Oh, it's not really near. Yeah. Go from Bakersfield, just like straight uh, east. Okay, towards fair. Nevada. Ew. Anywho? Yeah. Thanks. Mm. Appreciate the spring rolls. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, yeah. Let me know about your next poetry reading. I'll try to make it. It's I was Thursday. definitely going to make it this time. It's Thursday at Thursday. 8. Thursday. Right there. Come on for 45 minutes. 45 minutes? You got 45 minutes of <sighs> tough shit to talk about? <laughs> Come if you want to cry. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Have a wonderful day. Pardon? Have a wonderful day. That makes me laugh every time I hear it. She is so funny. Um, that is the end of the date. I hope you all enjoyed it. If you have any questions about me, these dates, the conversations that I have, uh, or if you have any dating advice questions for yourself, you're welcome to email me at podcast at dateoperator.com. If I like your question, I'll answer it on here. You'll also win a free discovery call with me and we can address any of dating life, sex life, making friendship issues. If you're someone who likes to read, you can also just go to my website, Date Operator, and check out my blog. And if you like the video content, you can find my TikTok and my Instagram at Date Operator. That's the handle. And there's also this podcast on YouTube. So if you want to watch me give the commentary, you can, you can see me on there. That is Getting to Know Strangers. All right, that's it. So if you like the show, please give a five-star review and keep listening.